Welcome, this is the Effective Challenge podcast. My name's Damien and this is where I discuss topics that are relevant to both individuals and teams and the content is aimed at things that you can practically do to improve your performance and as a result of that, the results you're able to achieve. I'm really interested in any comments you got around the content or perhaps topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Uh, Please drop me a line, it's Damien at EffectiveChallenge.com. That's Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N, at EffectiveChallenge.com. Welcome to episode 15 of the Effective Challenge podcast. My name's Damien and um, today I'm going to be taking on the fourth of four elements uh, that I've been looking at over the last uh, number of episodes uh, of a model that I use when coaching both teams and individuals and I refer to that model as as BEST and uh, by way of recap BEST stands for uh, our behaviours, the environment we operate in, the skills that, that we have and uh, the final element is is all about time and more specifically the choices for time. Before we get into uh, this latest episode I just wanted to say a, a thank you to a few people that provided feedback on uh, the skills element. Um, one in particular was drawing out the distinction between the formal and informal element of skills and um, yeah they pointed out something that was definitely missing from the episode and I, and I can't believe I didn't include it because I, I do a lot of this and that was um, that was books so yeah I'd probably overplayed on the the technology element and the things we can find but but certainly uh, books and written material uh, more generally uh, is a is a great place to learn a bit about skills and um, yeah uh, apologies, I, I kind of w- w- was very remiss for not including that. So on with episode 15, uh, the time element of best. Now time uh, is is one of those things that I talk to a lot of people about. Uh, it's certainly one of the real common challenges that, that people seem to face and there seems to be you know a real desire to to find better approaches, better techniques, better tools, some perhaps some tactics to, to use. And I guess that's not surprising because when you step back for the many people, if, if not everybody, the, the pace of, of modern life, things are coming at us a bit quicker uh, uh, than we'd ideally like. Um, so we get or often find ourselves in, in a place where we've got competing demands for our time and attention so anything we can do to to help us um with that it, it's i guess it's understandable i know i know myself i definitely uh, struggle uh with with managing to to do everything 
I'm never sure you can ever do everything. I, I think that that's probably one of the, the first things. It's, it's almost a bit of a fallacy that at some point you get to the end of it, of everything and can, can just sit back. Because I would argue that just sitting back is actually an activity uh, and one that, you know, we should definitely not not resist and, and one that we should actually, in many cases, be probably prioritising more. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I often um, draw on when talking to people about time is that the, the management of time is is a bit of a fallacy. You know, you don't you don't manage time, and and you know, you've all got 168 hours a week. You don't manage the time and and get more uh, hours. Um, you can make your time perhaps more productive, um, but very often that comes down to choices and. And the choices of how we use our time, that, that's probably more important. So it's probably a bit of a subtlety there. But but I think sometimes uh, there's an over, over hope that, you know, we're going to be able to find a better management approach and all of a sudden everything will, will get better. I really don't think that's the case. But I do think there's some things that we can do to to help us be more informed and, and help us make uh, some, some better better choices and that really isn't to say because i think these uh, definitely have a part to play in that there are some techniques there are some tools there are some tactics that you can can use and it, and you know i would always encourage people experiment with if if you know, there's plenty out there if if you find something works for you then continue to use it if you don't then you know don't use it. Uh, put it down and, and pick up another one. There, there, as I say, there's, there's plenty out there to to explore. Um, one of the things I would say, uh, I mean, I've been in int- interested in productivity uh, and uh, time and how we use our time for for, for many years. And, and one of the things, you know, I was a, I guess I was an early adopter of some of the the technology uh, approaches, some of the digital assistants that existed. Uh, in the early 90s um, I've I continue to use you know I use a bunch of different apps to to support me but but equally I use paper and pen and pencil you know it's uh, I think there's some basic principles that we can get and then once we understand the principles and and they work for us it's about applying them and whether that's through a technology route or you know perhaps some of the more traditional methods i think they they can equally uh, work as as well as each other to help you make more informed choices and and ultimately much of this comes down to judgment and judging what is going to be the best use of of um, the the time that we have, and it might be, you know, linking back to the point I made earlier, it might be that the judgment says, actually, the best thing I can do right now is chill out, read a book. The best thing I can do right now is go for a walk. Uh, the best thing I can do right now is really be present and focused and playing uh, with the kids. That's all about judgment, and I think, and I think one of the things I've certainly seen in other people the more more comfortable they get with you're not going to achieve everything it sort of opens up their mind and they can relax a little bit more and and do some of the things that perhaps um, probably wouldn't get to the top of their in tray uh, so that tends to be um, um, in 
Stephen Covey language, and I'll, I'll refer to him later in this cast. That tends to be uh, the things, uh, by his definition, the the important stuff, but but really isn't urgent. And you've probably got something missing if if you find yourself in the urgent and important category is or, or more of the time I, I guess we all spend some time in the urgent important and and some of that is very much role dependent um if if we find ourselves too often there it, it typically means we've not developed enough of a of a sense of purpose and clarity around what our priorities are and and if we can do that then we can make some judgments about some stuff um, without it, uh, well, what tends to happen, or certainly, certainly I see this in myself, uh, but I also see it in in some of the people that uh, I work with and coach. Um, they have a tendency to end up responding to the latest and loudest uh, requirements or things that come in. Uh, I guess you know that the, the inbox is is one of, or the the email inbox is is one of the things that. A lot of people find they end up being quite, quite almost addicted to, and that, and that really is latest and loudest. I mean, one way I saw uh, a while back now, but I, I really, really resonated was uh, somebody described the the inbox as just a to do list that other people all have access to. Um, so yeah, um, latest and loudest, or uh, another uh, area that people can find themselves very often uh, in is feeling that they have to say yes so they're literally saying yes to everything that that comes their way and uh, that just over time builds pressure uh, and inevitably um, by saying yes all the time you know by definition you know you're probably going to be saying or doing no to some of the things you've already said yes to Uh, sometimes I think it's you know, analogies can help with this sort of stuff. Maybe like a bank account, if you're continually withdrawing but never looking at the overall balance, uh, you just just keep going, you keep spending, you keep spending, uh, and your time is just like that. Your time is is in a, a bank account uh, or a time account for the week. You've got 168 hours. Some of that you're definitely going to need to sleep. Um, the rest is is really up for choice in 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 many ways. Um, so yeah, just keeping an eye on that and making sure that you're not going overdrawn uh, is is something worth uh, considering. And I guess the, the key is, well, hey, how do you go about doing that? And we'll come on to that in, in a second. Um, I guess one of the other aspects of being in a caught, caught in a latest and loudest mode or continually saying yes is that very often the things that we really care about, or in some cases really um, should care about, end up being put second. Uh, and I guess some common examples around that are, you know, the people we really, we really care about, our family, often being put second, um, but also ourselves. And uh, it's really common when I work with people, those people have really great intent about doing things like exercise, like eating well, etc, etc. Uh, but workloads, pressures um, get, in, get in the way of that. And so they, they put, put exercise off, uh, they, they put the healthy eating off, uh, you know, really to, to, to their own detriment. And, 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 you know, 
people get the theory people get the theory and the irony that you know if we did some of those things then maybe we'd put ourselves in a stronger position to 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 make some more informed judgment and and choices but yeah when you're caught in that that kind of uh pounding surf of of daily life where you kind of you know deal with one thing and just stand up catch your breath and then another one comes in and another one comes in you know it's really hard to break out of that i said i'll come back to stephen covey uh so covey was was somebody that certainly influenced me uh, early on in my working career sort of early to mid mid 90s i read uh his um, i guess his most popular book the seven habits of highly effective people uh, definitely recommend that one i think it it stands the test of time uh the principles that that he talks about in there but he, he talks a little bit about you know uh being effective uh more than uh, efficient and this, this to me is at, is at the heart of, of the choices uh, around time. So we can, all those tools and tactics can can really improve our efficiency. But but whether we're actually doing the things that matter, whether we actually are doing the things that that need to be a priority for us, uh, uh, they're, they're less good at, at, at spotting that. Um, he, you know, he's got a couple of habits that that kind of lend themselves towards this this subject as i say i'd, I'd definitely encourage you to to, to read the book because it will cover it in a, in a lot more detail than i'm going to be doing here uh also you know there's there's various stuff on youtube you can watch uh which is you know even him talking about some of this stuff uh and you know it's a, a subject i love and i could talk about it forever so i'll, I'll give a, a sort of potted version that the couple that really reach out for me on this stuff uh, is is his habit begin with the end in mind so actually thinking through ultimately what is it i want to achieve and and that you know that has different uh time horizons uh, associated with it as far as i'm concerned uh, i think the book tends to lean on the kind of much longer term so where do you want to be ultimately but equally i think you can begin with the end in mind when it comes to you know the team meeting you're going to have you know what is the outcomes you want to achieve as a result of that team meeting um, it can be, you know, the the outcomes you want to achieve for a day, a week, a month. Um, but beginning with that end in mind is is a, is a is a great question. And what what in in terms of what what does the end look like? Um, one of the other advantages of, of doing that is that that very often if we start from from where we are today, uh, we can sometimes get um, get inhibited or overly we can become in find ourselves quite quickly in quite a complex world with all these competing demands for our time so we we tend to constrain what we're actually able to do whereas i think the you know begin with the end in mind and working back from that point i, I think just in, encourage us to be a little bit more objective uh, the second uh, uh, thing or habit of, of Kobe's that I think really lends itself to to this, and this is where he really goes into his his approach for for choices around time, and that's putting first things first. So I guess you know for me this is all about working out what is really going to be important to achieve the end in mind that you've articulated, and you know getting that down and scheduled into whichever system solution you uh, want 
to use and that you find most effective but doing that first so scheduling your priorities before you get into lots of different uh, activities and part of the rationale behind that and you know of course life happens and you know there are going to be occasions when those things those really important things are going to need to move and shift because something even more important has happened uh, or, or shown up however um, that's not always the case and if we've got those things scheduled in first then chances are those smaller things that uh, perhaps show up that are less of a priority perhaps some of the um, uh, and this is where uh, another one of his categories important not urgent so these tend to be other people's priorities rather than than your own um, but they will always kind of outstrip you know the demand for them will outstrip your capacity to to supply so if your time is filled up with other people's uh, nitty-gritty priorities um, chances are you you, you won't have uh, the capacity to do the things that are priority for you so schedule yours first and then work other people's around them uh, chances are you'll do most of those other things uh, and if you don't then the ones that you don't do they're, they're probably less of a priority uh, uh, anyway third thing and I would draw this out and this is something that if, if there's one thing that can really help with giving ourselves objectivity around uh, how we spend our time it's sitting down on a regular basis um, I guess suggestion would be one once a week but but it might be that you can go a little bit further than than once a week it's certainly more than once a month uh, and you know just reviewing what you've committed to what where you're at with the things that you've got going on and thinking about um, what what's coming up and what you might need to do to prepare more effectively for those things so the weekly plan and review session I would I would always um, encourage yeah I, I sit here as somebody that that looks to do that um, I do it most weeks I have to say I don't do it every week um, but I certainly notice it when I don't and um, I think what what comes out of that is you kind of reset you know where you're at with stuff you kind of renegotiate some deadlines often with yourself uh, but also with others uh, you kind of bring a sense of order you put your arms around all of the things that you've committed to and as a result of that you can begin to give a sense of priority and again you're going to need to use judgment around that but it, without that kind of view of everything you're committing to it's, it's kind of quite hard to prioritize in in the moment and therefore that's when the latest and loudest uh, tends to get amplified uh, and we find ourselves falling falling onto that and I guess the result of that is that we confuse ourselves with uh, being productive and effective because we're really um, we're really busy and that's a, a phrase that people use a lot uh, I'm busy I'm really busy oh you know how you doing I'm really busy at the moment well um, I really like the a Theroux quote here um, everyone is busy even the ants it's what you're busy about and I, and I think that's at the heart of all this stuff around time is you know what is it you're busy about okay so a couple of final bits to uh, close out this cast 
the first of those is very often when people start to look at this as a subject, um, they start to design a, a productivity system. Sometimes, as I say, they can use technology. Some people use pen and paper, I guess, uh, file of faxes, that, that's, that, that type of thing. But quite often and quite quickly, they can begin to overcomplicate those systems. They design the system when they've typically given themselves time to do that. So they're stepping back um, and they introduce these processes uh, which are quite hard to maintain. So my, I'd always encourage, you know, set yourself up with a system, experiment with it, uh, really be ruthless on what you actually need and uh, discount the things that are just the nice to haves. And the reason for doing that is stuff is going to happen. You are going to have more to do than you kind of realise. There are going to be times when, you know, stuff's going to show up and you, uh, perhaps in the workplace and you need to get away that evening because, I don't know, maybe you've got childcare commitment or, you know, another commitment uh, for yourself. Um, you still need to use your system in those in those times. So if it's overly complicated, you'll just resist using it and you'll believe that you can hold it in your head and... Um, at best, that's that's probably going to be suboptimal. So whichever approach you use and whichever system and tools and tactics, yeah, don't overcomplicate it. Uh, and if anything, keep it really simple to start off with. And as you get more, more, more into the habit of, of managing and uh, being a bit more deliberate in how you're spending your time, uh, maybe you can add some more of those uh, extra bells and whistles in. Final point, um, I've been using uh, this uh, series uh, looking at the best model and I've been applying it uh, by way of illustration to uh, my project to ride the 2020 Tour of Flanders uh, cycle sportif. Uh, and I guess the one around uh, this for time is, you know, I sit back uh, each month I kind of define some of the priorities I've got around training um, I've covered this in in other casts over the last f uh, few episodes around setting some goals and some some aiming points uh, within that training I then look and this is where the uh, schedule your priorities before your activities I then will schedule those things so where you know particularly where I've got a bigger bigger commitment of time that I need to do perhaps a longer distance on the bike I schedule that in way in way in advance now that's not to say if something comes up I'm you know going to do that above all else but it just puts a, a marker down with which to prioritize other things around and uh, thus far that's working pretty well um, the other thing I would say about uh, scheduling the the priorities is, is looking at the various roles I've got uh, so you know riding and cycling and keeping fit is just just one of the roles I have you know looking at that in the context of the other things and looking at how I can build the the training I need to do around those other commitments so it, it's seeing it as part of a, a bigger whole and um, my kind of commitments both personally and professionally so that's a practical, short practical example of, of the kind of get your prior priorities in be before your activities in your in your schedule. Uh, I'm not going to say any more. As I say, this is a subject I'll probably cover in future casts in more detail. Uh, it, it's certainly something that is, is super common when talking to people about their own performance. 
Um, if you've got any comments uh, about the cast or any questions, then please drop me a line. Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N at EffectiveChallenge.com. Also, if you kind of want to take a step back and look at your own productivity and the systems that, that you have in place, well, that that's something I do with people. Again, um, drop me a line, uh, Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N at EffectiveChallenge.com and it would be great to have a conversation about how maybe we could work together on that. The final thing to wrap up this cast is just to say um, if you have enjoyed this, uh, please subscribe. It's available for all the major podcast platforms uh, and particularly if you've enjoyed it, please um, pass it on. Uh, pass it to friends, colleagues who you think might be able to, to benefit. Okay, until the next time, uh, I hope you stay well. Cheers for now.